All right. Everybody listening, this is Zach Olson this week. This is important. I need you to listen to this. Coming up and into the future, EM Clerkship is going to be putting out some new content where I'm going to be playing a game and running emergency medicine practice cases with Mike Estefan. It's designed to be similar in style to your oral boards once you complete residency. As a student, and even more in residency, you're going to be exposed to this. You'll have sim cases like this. Attendings will be helping you prepare for the oral boards as you get closer to them by doing made-up ABEM-style cases with you with a timer. You can buy books on this that have ABEM-style cases in them. There are courses on this. This is information that is online. There are even sample cases on the ABEM website. So this is out there at almost every program, but I want to be very, very clear here on this podcast. We need to get down to business. When you start the process to get ABEM board certified in emergency medicine, which I am now, you agree to basically this pact of secrecy. It's called the ABEM policy on examination irregularities. It is a very strict policy and is designed to protect the integrity, not just of the exam material and content, which they own. It's theirs. That's their right. But it's designed to protect the integrity of what it means to be board certified in emergency medicine at all. And so I want to just read out at least a big portion of this policy for you, the parts that are going to apply to us. It is the policy of the American Board of Emergency Medicine that any receipt, possession, or transmission of ABEM examination materials, either before the examination on-site, or in the future, including examination questions or cases in any form at all, is a breach of ABEM policy and is strictly forbidden. Use of ABEM examination materials by any person for the purpose of exam prep or training is also considered cheating and is strictly forbidden. This includes but is not limited to candidates receiving ABEM examination materials through a third party and ABEM diplomats or other persons who provide ABEM examination materials to potential candidates. ABEM reserves the right to take whatever measures are necessary to protect the integrity of its examinations. This could include, but would not necessarily be limited to, exclusion from a current examination, decertification, and suit for recovery of damages. And then if you skip down in this policy, examples of cheating affecting the validity of scores would include, but are not limited to, the following. Discussing the specific content of the examination with one or more persons, including fellow candidates, diplomats, residency faculty, friends, spouses, or board preparation course faculty before, during, or after the administration of an examination, unauthorized possession, reproduction, recording, transmission, or disclosure of materials or other information regarding the content of an examination by candidates or others before, during, or after the administration of an examination, participation in activities claiming to provide actual ABEM examination questions or oral cases, other evidence indicating that the security of the examination has been compromised. All right, so that's I skipped a few pieces there, but that's really the the bulk of that examination irregularity policy. So I've told you before, I'm a Christian. I take this very seriously because I do not want to cheat. I value the integrity of this examination. I am absolutely, I'm going to abide by this policy as you need to as well. So with that said, the practice cases that I'm running with Mike in the future, they are made up by yours truly. They're made up by me. They're kind of ABAM-ish, but they're made up by me. They are made, I want to say it again, they are made up by me. I'm going to tell you how I do it in a second, but they are not. They are not 
my actual ABAM cases. They are not some spin on my actual cases. You will never know anything about the specific cases or content I had during my examination. My mentors don't know. My friends don't know. My wife doesn't know. Mike doesn't know. Only I know and only I'm ever going to know. So I, I want to make this clear. You know how after like a tough test, most of it's a blur, but you have like those specific cases and questions that haunt you and are burned into your head. I have those too, but I am never, ever, ever, ever going to discuss those cases or that content with you. You will never know, nor will you ever be able to figure out specific examination content that I had based on any content that I ever put in this podcast. It's not going to happen. The ABAM examination is confidential. I will not ever write, talk about, or share any specific examination content with anybody ever. Anybody. The only things that I will be saying are basically what is readily available from sources everywhere, including ABAM's public website, stuff that is public knowledge. So, you know, there's single cases, there's triple cases, there are established time limits, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. It's at a hotel in Chicago. You get a piece of paper with a body outline on it. Your examiners aren't there to help you, that kind of stuff. Similar to how Ohio ASAP and ABAM oral board review books, similar to the practice cases given by, by my residency faculty, my attendings, my program director even, Mark Ryder, the previous president of AEM, how they gave practice ABAM style cases. They aren't actual cases that we had because we're not allowed to talk about it in the, these upcoming episodes. And there's going to be a few of these. I am trying to make these cases feel like test day to increase the stress, increase the realism of it, and to help Mike become a good emergency medicine doctor. So I'm having Mike draw the body outline. I listen to the online practice cases on the ABEM website. You can too. And I kind of built an opening script off of what I saw during that. That's to make it feel realistic. I'll give Mike tips on how to be successful, like use your body outline, check a blood sugar early, or how I felt. Like, you know, I felt like I had failed after the test, and I told him this uh, more so than any other test ever. I was, like, catatonic after the test. I was, I was like, certain I would failed, and I was like, I don't even know if I can do a podcast if I fail this test, right? Like, who am I to teach? I am I'm a weak nothing. I, I think I failed, and I actually had to, like, close my hotel curtains because I couldn't bear looking at that damn hotel. But anything I say uh, online or in a podcast, it's not going to be any different than what any other faculty member would be allowed to tell you after this test at any program. Everyone, like every everybody ever, when I told them that I felt like I had failed, they're all like, hey, I felt like I had failed too. That's okay. But you can't talk about specific content. And I know that I make, it sounds like I'm making a big deal about this. And I am because I need to make this very clear. I want to stay board certified. Any cases done on this podcast are not based even remotely on actual cases that I had. That's to protect myself. This is not based off of or designed from actual ABAM content. This is not actual ABAM content is what I'm saying. How do I pick cases then? I pick them randomly using topics. There's the online ABAM model of clinical practice. I've mentioned it before. It's, I just pick a, a, something that sounds like it'd be fun to do, to torture Mike. And usually I have a learning objective that I kind of have picked out in my mind beforehand. Like, uh, let's say I want Mike to learn how to, I don't know, do a good neuro exam and I'll pick a stroke or something, right? 
And then after I choose that, I'm, I literally make up a case from scratch. It's really not that hard, but I'll write down the vitals and the name and the age. I'll come up with some sort of backstory, some abnormal exam findings, some abnormal labs or testing, um, diagnoses, pathology, comorbid pathology. I just make it all up. Everything I just make up, usually while drinking lots of caffeine, occasionally while I'm drinking alcohol. And it, it's just not hard to do, but it is not actual ABEM exam content. I'm never going to give you that because I want to stay certified. I have every intention of abiding by the ABEM policy on testing irregularities. You should read it yourself. This is not my ABEM examination content or material. It's not even based on that. I'll add, these cases aren't even designed to be actual ABEM examination material. ABEM is designed to test standard criteria to see if you are at the level of being what they think you need to be to be board certified. This is different. The purpose of these is educational. It's to teach you a learning objective. And, you know, the difficulty will scale as Mike goes through training. ABEM designs cases to meet a standard. I'm designing cases to teach Mike something because I like Mike and he's, you know, one of my friends. So even, even that aspect of it, even the, the goal of it is different. So with that said, I think you're going to freaking love these episodes. I want you to play along. You're going to learn a ton. It's not going to be boring at all. It's literally case-based, gamified medical education for free. It's an amazing way to learn. And that's why I'm putting this out there. But I just, I need to say it again. This is not based on, built upon, borrowed from ABEM, actual ABEM cases. It's not. I've made them up. And I can send you my own personal case outline, which doesn't even look like the sample case outline on the ABEM website. It's my own because it's for a podcast. It's, I, I made it up. All right. That wraps up this episode. I just, I had to, I had to put this out there. It just has to be said, but until next week, keep working hard, keep studying and be sure to enjoy your shift.